but didn't elect to choose or to heal him. Yeah, until it's a timing. Such a time as this, and so that is. That's a great point. Yeah, I had never really considered that, but all the time this man would hear that Jesus mm-hmm. was coming through, or and didn't heal him. Yeah, that's true. And and in both instances, we don't see where that person. Um, it was a matter of their faith. It was a matter of God's timing and God's will in that person's life at that time. But what we do see, again, was in verse 35, a purpose. They saw him and they saw what happened and they turned to the Lord. God was given glorification in that. He was glorified in that and people came to the Lord through that miracle, right? So when we get down here to verse 36, it says, In Joppa there was a disciple named Tabitha, which when translated as Dorcas, poor lady, (laughs) who was always doing good and helping the poor. And, you know, I had someone, yeah, actually I probably have way more than someone, but several times, you know, people will say, you know, you need to slow down. You're too and too much. You know, you're going too fast. Well, you know, simplify this or do that or whatever, you know. And I thought, you know, Dorcas is a great example of somebody that um, there was no slowdown in her life, right? She was busy for the Lord. And that that's okay. If God has called you to be busy in the Lord, be busy in the Lord. Um, but, you know, she was always doing good and helping the poor. And about that time, she became sick and died, and her body was washed and placed in the upstairs room. And I was thinking, you know, I haven't had a lot of times, but there's been a couple of times, probably when I had COVID last year, there was a couple of times that I thought, I, I guess I could die, you know, right? Uh, I'm sure, Jill, you've had that thought in your head, and you know, others, you know, when, before you have some answers about, well, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Before you have answers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think of um, Sherry and, you know, she didn't know what her answers were going to be yet. And, um, you know, she got great news. But, you know, when we hear some of these things that, that come on, you think, you know what, Lord, it, it could be the end. When I think of, you know, Richard, he had dual pulmonary embolisms. Or I think of Linda's Richard or you know, I'm, I'm sure Dan at times right now with the gallbladder issue feels like he's going to die. Um, <laughs> well, that's only because Sharon's going to kill him. But, um, <laughs> but you know, I thought, you know, when we're wrestling with that, that, that shortness, that, that, you know what, I, I've told you guys this story before that when I had had my youngest, Cade, I was bleeding out. My uterus had burst and I was bleeding out and I, I knew I was dying. And I was looking at the clock and it was fading out and um, I said, Lord, I'm not, I can't leave Richard with five boys. And God said, you're going to be okay. And I came back. Um, but I know I was dying at that moment. And I had three blood transfusions and, and whatnot, but in those moments, whether we're ready to go or not to go, and we're faced with that mortality, um, I thought, where was Dorcas in that? Was Dorcas also wrestling with, I haven't done enough yet? Like, I, I haven't, you know, she, we go on here to hear about 
here's all these widows standing around her, right? In, in, a, in a couple verses later, all of them standing around holding all the clothes and things that she had made for them that they probably wouldn't have had otherwise, right? And she probably was thinking, Dorcas was probably feeling like, God, I'm not done. Like, I, I don't know, how, how could I leave right now? Like, there's so much work still yet to be done. And, and then to actually succumb to death, right? Does that, what is that? Have you guys ever contemplated, are you ready? I know we say we're ready, but are you ready? Or would you be like, have a little list of, I don't think I'm, I don't think they're ready to do it without me yet. Right? Yeah, I know we are, we are, I think we are so important, right? That, <laughs> and and we, we feel like it can't be done without us, but you know what, we, we do. But it's okay that Dorcas was doing this work for the Lord and that she just wanted to keep doing her work, right? But it says she was always doing good and helping the poor. And about that time, she became sick and died. And her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room. A couple of things in this, in the historical background in it, is that um, they would have started washing her body immediately um, because they usually buried the body in the same day and they would have, you know, done the perfumes and done all of that. Well, there's some faith on these widows' parts. (laughs) I think... There's some faith in this room, right? Whenever we pick up the baton and start praying for each other, we have faith that the Lord's going to do something. These widows had some faith that the Lord was going to do something through Peter. And um, so they didn't, they, they got her washed, but they didn't start embalming her, so to speak. And they placed her in an upstairs room. The upstairs room, would, if you think about where the Last Supper was, that would have been an entertaining room. It would be like taking her out to the living room, right? It wouldn't have been, they wouldn't have put her in the upstairs room if she was about to go be buried. Instead, she was like escorted to the upstairs room so that she could meet Peter, right? So that God could meet her there. That was a sign of faith in that, that came from them. Um, So he says in verse 38, Lydia was near Joppa, and so when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. This would have been about seven hours trek, about three and a half there, three and a half back. Um, So she would have been not only having been there all day, but then another, we're going to hold on for seven hours because Peter's going to do something, right? There was some faith involved in that. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. And all the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and other clothing that Doricus had made while she was still with them. And Peter sent them all out of the room, and then he got down on his knees and prayed. And turning toward the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. And she opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. Holy moly. Yeah. And every time I hear of one of these resurrection stories, you know, uh, and get up here, you know, it can get up in scripture can be they were sleeping. It can be, but in this instance, it is a resurrection from the dead. And um, so, and he says, get up and she sits up, right? I think how, every time I hear about that, I think she was in the presence of the Lord and then had to come back. She might've already gotten over the fact that she was done. 
<laughs> done making clothing, right? <laughs> now I'm going back. <laughs> yeah. So um, it says, uh, he took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. And then he called the believers and the widows and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. So again, God used it for his glory. It really, in my opinion, when I'm looking at this, and maybe you have a different one, it is less about um, making us happy. Does that make sense? Like, not, it, it's not just because it was our will that we didn't lose our loved one. It wasn't just because that it was a matter of that's what God was using in his timing and he was bringing others to him through him. Sometimes we've had people that have suffered and they have led people through Christ to Christ all along the, the journey, you know? Um, so he does these things in different ways. Um, so many people came to know him and Peter stayed there for some time with a tanner named Simon. Um, so I was thinking... Dorcas, really, in my opinion, the, 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 the fruit that I picked was goodness. And the reason why I picked goodness for her was because not only could goodness in Scripture be like kindness, um, but it was some, somebody that does something for others um, it, it, to benefit them. There's no benefit to themselves, right? So she wasn't looking out to you know, make clothing for widows so that she could get all the accolades, right? She was doing it to benefit God and to draw them. And I think, you know, Sharon, when it, whenever she does the grief ministry, you know, I don't think Sharon's out to get her name on the billboard. You know what I'm saying? She's out to show God can be on the billboard in your life, right? And, and so that's kind of the, the picture that we get and, and kind of the, the character trait of God that we want to pursue in this. Although scripture does tell us there's nothing good inside of us, right? The goodness comes from Jesus. So having that Holy Spirit dwell in that, us leads to things like Romans 2, 4 that says God's goodness leads to our repentance. It was because they were seeing what God had done not only in, in the life of those that have been resurrected, but because of that, that people were coming to know him. Hi, Mary. That people were coming to know him, right? We can look at goodness and um, we can say it's good morality, um, but it's acting, a kind, acting on the, the kindness um, and the Greek word there is, ready for this, agathosune, okay, which means uprightness of heart and life. That's what we want. That's what we're pursuing, uprightness of heart and life. It is not looking for goodness and good deeds that give us any sort of a, an accolade. It is uprightness of heart and life because of Jesus through us. Goodness is being holy and virtuous through your words and your actions without a need for acknowledgement or reward. <clears throat> it is not for our benefit. Like I said, it is not for our recognition. It is zealously wanting to benefit others. 
Do you ever struggle, though, with wanting to serve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's times we, we don't, we're not feeling it. <laughs> what do you do in those times? Do it anyway. I was say sometimes to come to it and not do it, and then have yeah. the. I really should have. What could have I have benefited? What did I miss? Absolutely. In not serving. Absolutely, um, that conviction that comes right that humbles you and says, "I'm sorry, Lord, <laughs> I made it all about me." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Tell me, what do, you, what do you see in this scripture? What did you kind of pull out of it? A couple of things I took down were that God uses people out of the spotlight to mm. impact others. Mm. And um, this Life Application Bible says that um, the strength and accomplishments of Dorcas was, one of them was made a lasting impression on others through practical service. Mm-hmm. And as I was thinking of that, uh, a woman that's in this room right now came to my, my thought, and that's Nancy. Mm-hmm. Nancy is very out of the spotlight, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just in Virginia too, actually. As well, and and um, and you don't have. Sometimes you think, well, I'm going to help this person or whatever. It has to be this big grandiose thing. Mm. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It could be the simple thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so that's kind of what I've got. Yep, Kath. Um, in I was reading the NIV, and they refer to her as a disciple. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of stood out. I'm like, well, why disciple and not believer? Mm-hmm. Like, and then I thought, okay, what's the difference? So I, I looked at the definition of disciple. Mm-hmm. And one who accepts and assists in spreading the doctrines of another. Mm-hmm. So kind of what I kind of got from that is being a believer is more passive being a disciple is more active. Hmm. So, Tabitha, Dorcas, I would prefer Tabitha. If it were me, that's what I would choose. Is, is being a disciple is much more of an active role, even though she is not in, in the spotlight. She's very active in spreading, in spreading the word, in spreading the gospel in a very... Yeah. Zealous. Quiet, very quiet. Oh, way. quiet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she did it without speaking. Mm. So, you know, I mean, it wasn't like she was up in front of somebody and, you know. That's a great point. Or, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like you said, these other ladies that right. made examples of that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's getting things done that need to be done so that when they're teaching the word or this, their other things are being. Absolutely. Know, because usually you don't see people with their sewing machine out in the, out in the street, right? Right? <laughs> it, that's a very, I mean, she was doing it with an audience of one, right? 
And then those ladies that benefited saw the value in the work that she did, right? What else you got? Mm-hmm. She wasn't telling anybody. Right. She was just quietly going about her business, and that's what it seems. But how awesome would that be to be known for something like that without any bells or whistles? I would think that, see, where they were at was, was known um, as well for being a teaching city, but, you know, Peter being not, not that far away and, and, you know, like the capital of that. Um, how did, did he know, you know, that kind of thing? But um, one of the details that, you know, you find in Scripture is that Peter's wife traveled with him in his ministry. And I got to thinking, I wonder if his wife wasn't like, you're going. Oh, no, those ladies have called on you. You're going. (laughs) Um, What else are you thinking in that? What what stood out to me is always. Always. Always busy. Here's here's, uh, Christmas time. Let's, you know, get this stuff going on and stuff. But she was looking. What what am I going to be doing next? What's, you know. Yeah. I have my um, uh, stepmom, I guess you call her. Um, she is a Dorcas, now, and or a Tabitha. We'll, we'll, we'll call her a nice name, right? We'll call her a Tabitha. Um, she is a sewer, and she is one of those people that she doesn't leave her house very often, but she is on all the time. Just so and so, do they need some clothes? Do they need some, you know, I got some pots and pans. Do, are they hungry? You know, she is one of those people that, like, is always attentive and always thinking of others, you know, what do they need, you know. And, uh, and I thought, I don't feel like, um, I, I'm like, Lord, spur me on to something good because, like, that doesn't come to my mind, you know. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm probably going to have to do something. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, what's next? Uh, but, you know, some people, though, are driven in that way. That's the way the Lord has made them. Um, and I think, you know, when we're showing, we're taking part in showing others the fruit of the Spirit in the, through us, right? Through God through us, um, showing things like goodness and kindness, right? Um, when we are cooperating with Him in that. Because certainly, like we kind of alluded to earlier, there are times we don't. We kind of like like to shrink back and not be seen in the moment. You know, I don't want to, I don't really feel like I want to do anything right now or whatever. But being available to whatever God has for us, right? And, and I got to thinking, you know, Peter, he might not have wanted to walk three and a half hours that day. Right, he might he might have been busy doing what he was doing, and and yet he obeyed God and just did it anyway. And then he went up into that upper room, and and he's going, well, there's no no faith on my part that's going to do it. If, if the Lord wants, Jesus heals you. You know, um, I don't think that there's 
I don't think there's any less miracle that's happening there than there is here now when we choose to obey and we pray for somebody, right? That's why I think you need to be careful getting down on yourself. You know, I don't necessarily feel like stepping in there because God has given each one of us something yeah. different. I think this is yeah. one example yeah. of the gifts God has given everybody different. Every different, yeah. So that as we all are a different part of the body, we do different things. But it is for the good of the whole, right? It is for the good so, of the whole, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is the times where I know God is telling me and I'm arguing with God. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Because I do argue with God. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I know, you know it. Uh, but I, I am... It, other things come so easy, right? And, you know, we've talked about before, like, the difference between a good thing and a God thing. Doing stuff comes easy for me. Whether I was um, a Jesus lover or not, I'd probably do stuff, right? Before I knew um, God, I was still doing parties. Does that make sense? <laughs> I was still doing stuff. It's just kind of who he made me. It, but now, it, you know, Scripture tells us, you know, God knows the heart. He knows the motive as to why we do things. And, and that is a lot of what goodness is, is where's your motive coming from? Is that coming from the Holy Spirit? Or is that goodness, is that motive coming from, well, that's just, you know, I really like to do that, you know? Or, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure that there are, are times that, you know, people get get their head on backwards about, you know, liking being told that what they're doing is really good or whatever, you know what I'm saying? They can have a wrong head about it. But with with Dorcas, what we're learning here in this goodness is that um, not only is no one good except God and that we can have the wrong motives, um, but the important thing here is that it's it's way more than the stuff that we do this is about, goodness is about uprightness of heart and life. It is about having the right motive in all of your life, right? What does uprightness of heart and life mean to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be my next point. Those things that we do that when we're standing before God, you know, all of the the fluff and all of the things that we did just gets burned up, right? All that's left for reward are the things that we did for God. So you could go out, go on ahead and kill yourself doing whatever. It's not going to make any difference. 
unless you're only just trying to do things for yourself. And this world is temp- this temporary world is enough for you. <laughs> but truly the reward that comes from God, the things that I think, I think if I did everything um, because it was fun or, you know, whatever wrong motive, you know what I'm saying? I think I would have nothing but sadness sounding before the Lord. Does that make sense? Right? Like in the end, like this is so temporary here. Like I, I want that well done, good and faithful servant. You know, I want that. You did it when it was tough you, and you relied on me, you know. I, I want that, what Dorcas had, someone, because to me, she is so pure in Scripture, in, in her motive, right? That she was doing this because she was just always thinking of other people. Like, you know, they don't really say it, but while she's making those clothes, mm-hmm. she could be preaching to the ladies like yeah. she used to do years ago. Yeah, she could be, yeah. Or she's probably praying over them. Yeah, yeah praying over them. There is, I really like what you said too, Virginia, about we all have a different uh, gifting and a different role. So our good works or our goodness might look different between all of us. So it's not necessarily that you're busy, you know, throwing a party or you're busy sewing or you're because some, some nobody wants anything I sewed. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, hot glue it. Girlfriend, I got you on a hot glue. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, we all have that gifting, right, that's different, right? But it's about us as women getting that source from the Lord and, and thinking on others and not ourselves. I think so much of our world today is focused on, you know, what, what more could you do for you? Yeah, you're, you're doing too much. I hear it all the time. You're doing too much. You're doing, do you hear that? You're doing too much. And I think that about you. Oh. <laughs> if I said it. If you were thinking about No, yeah. You do But I think, you know, do were they saying that? Why you do it? Why you do it? Because I think, were they saying that about Dorcas? You do too much. I don't know. Maybe Dorcas had it. Maybe I don't have it right. But Dorcas is standing there, and here they are standing around with these clothes and everything around you know, holding the evidence of the work that she's done, and they're, and they're saying, well, we kind of actually want her back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I, you know, I mean, this is kind of a good thing for us, so if you could just not take her right now. <laughs> yeah, and it came from that. She loves making clothes, and so her way was to yeah. Yeah. It was the ministry. We have to think about that too. Whatever we do, it may seem simple to us, but yeah. you know, the, so coming up and right. giving other people hugs does make a difference to that. It does. Yes, Jill. <laughs> yeah. Because that brings me to my next point. Anybody can make the clothes. Well, <laughs> with a good glue gun, anybody can make the clothes. She had a ministry. I mean, think about when Billy Graham died. 
and everyone was like, well, who's going to take over for Billy Graham? Right? He's like one of a kind. I think they're thinking Dorcas is like one of a kind. I want to be one of a kind. Do you want to be one of a kind? I want people to, to say, oh, that's a loss. Right? That's who we want to be. We don't want to go, oh, thank God. I mean, it just drove me crazy the entire time. And then, and then I'd have to stay and I'd have to clean up the tables. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but that's the kind of person that, you know, when we go, I want, I want, you know, not for me, not because of me, but because I want people to have seen Jesus in it, right? Because anybody can do the party. Anybody can do the clothes. Anybody can, you know, stand up and give a message. But you want Jesus to be in your ministry. And, that, you know, if your motives, get your motives right, you know. Are you upright in heart? That's what... Yeah. Joy. Joy. Yeah. Right. Yes. I've had that conversation many times. I'm not okay. I might look like I'm stressed. I just have a lot in my head. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a vision from God, and I'm just trying to lay it all out the way that God has given it to me. I'm sure you all have in your own realm of things, whether it's, you know, how you, how you make something or how you distribute something or how you pray about something or, you know, the grief ministry, what that looks like. Whatever your thing is, is that God's given you a vision in it and, um, it, and it is joy, right? Um, you feel tired. You sure. Yeah. Maybe that's not what God wants, yeah. Or sometimes that you're just trying to do it in your own strength and you're, he's reminding you, yeah. get plugged back in, you know. Uh, what other thoughts on that? Am I wrong? I could be completely wrong. I don't know. No? Do you feel like, does anyone here feel like that's all well and good, but I don't know what it is God wants me to do? Yeah? There's seasons. There's seasons. What do you do when you're in that season? You pray. Pray? Be still. Be still, right? That's a simple answer. Be still and he will, you seek him, right? And listen, right? Right? Be still. Seek, seek me and you will find me, right? He'll reveal it. You just pray. Get back into the word, right? Open your eyeballs. Look around. Maybe you're not listening, you know? Open your ears. But I do think that there's seasons that we go through too, Right? Now, I did not remain, I almost said a children's ministry teacher, but that's a lie now. (laughs) Uh, I did not remain a youth leader, as God called me out of youth and into something else. He doesn't always leave us in one ministry our whole life, right? Uh, Obviously, Tammy came out of Uganda and wasn't stuck there her whole life. 
So maybe if part of your wrestling with your busyness is that you've lost your joy, is maybe God's calling you somewhere else, right? Maybe he's given you a joy for something else now, whatever it may be. All right. Any other what thoughts? 41? Yeah, 41. Jumping out again on the wife. Then mm-hmm. he took her by the hand mm-hmm. and helped her to her feet. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, anybody? It's his kindness to her. What does that stand out to you? I'm wondering why she needed help. I mean, you know what I'm saying? She'd been dead like all day. <laughs> <laughs> she had no strength. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just thought more a ceremonial thing because, and he said he presented them, presented her to them alive. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like almost like a debutante ball that they took their hand. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they make a big deal about here, here they are. Is this I think of, but it, it says, says like, and then he God giving us his hand, holding us in his hand, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. helping us up or helping us through. No, he's just a gentleman. Maybe he was just being a gentleman. Because usually he's like, pick up your mat and walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Get into the pool. That's a good point. I'm just wondering, you know, kind, you know, kindness and being a gentleman. Well, um, certainly we wouldn't say Jesus wasn't. No. no. <laughs> but you may be looking at different um, levels of belief, as in take up your mat today, mm-hmm. like brand new believer, as opposed to Dorcas, to someone who's lived for the Lord. And, and I mean, it may be less get up and go, more like, hey, welcome back, you know? Um, kind of thing, and because maybe because she's a woman, and it it could be. Yeah, I don't have that answer. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, because she's going. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! He had to help her. Yeah, he had to help her. No, no, this is what we're doing now. Because yeah. <laughs> even in the, the, the New King James, so I don't know if anybody had, I can look for the King James, but it said, um, he gave her his hand and lifted her up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it's standing out to me. Well, I don't know, but I mean, you're, it is different. You're right about that. It is different. It was mentioned. It was important enough to be. Yeah, it was mentioned. Yeah. Um, I just love that it always mentions, as, as short as those little things are, mm-hmm. the reason being many people came to know the Lord. Right. You know? Um, and that that spread, that message would spread. I mean, think of the woman at the well, and, you know, and that message was spread. And um, <clears throat> obviously, even in life or death, Dorcas's message was going to spread. Right? This would get around. She probably had a much more lucrative business at that point. I'm just kidding. 
Maybe she got a little more funding. I don't know. Um, but, that, yeah. I, there's a like, passage in my Bible about her. Yeah. And um, one of the things I thought was interesting was uh, that her name means gazelle. Yeah. Small, graceful, swift antelope with radiant, glowing eyes. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, too, because I get the picture of somebody older and, you know what I'm saying, like, but gazelle, and I think, man, she was just flying through those clothes. She was really, she was really busy. She was on t- top shape, you know? And, and another yeah. thing here, something mentioned earlier about being a disciple, she is the only female that is considered a disciple in the Bible. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking, you know, we always, we, we hear this like in the spirit of, right? In the spirit of St. Nick or St. Louis or, you know what I'm saying? The spirit of things. We don't, we're not doing things in the spirit in that way of God, right? It is the spirit in us, the actual spirit in us, not us doing it in tribute to. Does that make sense? Um, because what Dorcas was doing and the reason why her ministry was working it, it is telling us is because she was doing it for the right reasons, right? And it was because of Jesus. It wasn't just because she was just a good person, right? There are some of you guys. Jill's shaking her head yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've read it. I've read it. Jill was talking about when Sinai and I won't say it right. I don't know the right notes here, but Jim was talking about, you know, we're not physical beings with the spiritual side here, spiritual beings. Well, the physical side. Physical, temporary. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so when you say it, you say it. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you? <laughs> Great. And that's kind of that's kind of a, a thought-provoking when you really think about it. Because at least for me, my thoughts center center around a lot the physical things that I'm doing, mm-hmm. and you know, and then ask obviously for guidance and that. Another thing I hear too often is, well, I didn't really do anything. I might be looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) But I hear that so often. uh, I didn't really do anything. I'm not really doing anything. It all matters. It all matters. If God has brought you to it, he'll bring you through it, and it matters, right? And um, I want to hear what your application of this would be. How does it apply to your life? How would you apply that scripture? 
yes. Yes. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, you see, well, let's just not get worried about each other then. All right. I thought, okay, and you, you said that the day that uh, when I first got sick, Jane went and picked up my medications and got me some um, other things that I needed. And I was just like so blown away by that, you know? Because I, that's the really good bit. Oh, okay. I'm going to offer, and I'm just being honest with you. I'm going to offer, and I will do it. But I'll be like, Lord Jesus, help me get through this. <laughs> <laughs> just who I am, right? Um, but Jane offered to do that, and it just blew me away. And she's like, oh, I didn't really do anything. It was very simple. It was simple. But to me, it was huge, sure, yeah, right? Sure. Huge. I did not want to go leave the house and go pick up my medication. Are you- That's what Dan did for me. <laughs> he went and got my, my medication. Let them. And I almost didn't. I almost didn't. Um, but you're right. You know, let them be, the, be a blessing to you if that's what they're trying to do. Um, for me, yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, thank you, Jesus. You know, yeah. Amen. Because, hello. You yeah. Know, like you said, I don't yeah. want to get out of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just exactly. Get, you know, and when, and I, yeah. I found that when I have that kind of feeling or whatever, yeah. I then I, I, I refocus and I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Something good is going to happen today. If I, if yeah. I, you know, I'm, oh, I don't want to get dressed. You know, it's like, and then, you know, immediately I think you know what something good is going to happen something I'm going to hear something really good if I if I get myself together and go well you know what the good thing is 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 not allowing Satan to tell you that what you're doing isn't of any value I've I've learned you know yeah people praying because it it was huge huge Mm -hmm. for me just constant the liar was just coming at me and just through prayer and just different people that I reached out to, man, mm. he heard it. He's like, get, you know, get behind me. Mm. You know, and that's all I have to say. And, mm-hmm. and I don't even have to say that anymore because mm-hmm. he's leaving me alone. You know, he's already knowing. Uh, mm-hmm. can't attack her. She's got too many shields protecting her. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. go after somebody Amen. who's weaker that, you know, doesn't have anybody. And that was another thing, too, how those, those ladies, I mean, they must have known her. It's like, look, what she, you know, you know. So, yeah. Yesterday, day before yesterday, I went to Goodwill, and I've been wrestling over which uh, wallet I'm using, and I left the one with all of the money in the vehicle. Oh, no. And so, okay, Richard, he's got it down to, like, he just flips open the wallet thing in his iPhone and hits the tap to pay and all that stuff. I don't, I don't know how to do that stuff. I'm standing there at the checkout. Wouldn't you know, two single guys with one thing in their hand behind me, right? <laughs> and you feel that pressure of them boring into you, you know? Like <laughs> and um, 
I'm trying to figure it out. I can't figure it out. And the cashier's like, I'm not any help to you. And I just, I finally just said, I am, I just turned to the guy. I am so, so sorry. I will run out and get my, I will be right back. Can you ring their stuff up? I will get their stuff. No, 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 no. And, the, and this guy, the second guy back is going, can I, just let me pay for your stuff. And I'm like, oh, no way. I'm going to go, I'll pay for yours. Let me go get my wallet. And so I run out as fast as I can. And I'm slow. And I get, and I come back in, and he'd already paid for it. And I'm like, no, I was going to pay for yours. (laughs) And he's like, no, 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 no. I wanted to do it. And I'm like, oh, come on. And then, um, so I say thank you. You know, I shake his hand. I go out. It's still not, I'm not allowing the guy to do it, right? It's driving me crazy. And so I drove around the parking lot like seven times till he came out. And then I'm like, can I give you cash? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he's like, just pay it forward. And I'm like, I will. I will, but thank you. You know what I'm saying? Just little, little things to him. He was like, it wasn't, it was like 20 bucks. He goes, that's nothing. It was no big deal. I was glad to do it for you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> it hurt. <laughs> Yeah. And the guy in front of me, where they just, I didn't know it was even a guy. You can't see. And you get up there to pay, and, and they're like, um, the guy in front of you paid for it. He said to tell you, may the Lord bless you. Oh. So it was at Culver's, so you know how you have to go and park. Yeah. So I got out, and I went, you know, and I just told him, I said, thank you. And I said, the Lord bless you, you know. Yeah. And I said, oh, and he even bought a patty for because I had my dog there. Oh, <laughs> my. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Is that not a ministry? Right. Absolutely. And and then, had I not been a Christian, Mm -hmm. you know, then it's like, oh. Well, I'm telling you, all the goodwill knew by the time I left. So, (laughs) um, so I'm sure that that was a ministry in itself. They're Uh, they're watching you on the camera. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah. And we have to learn to accept that. Yeah. Just like accepting a compliment yeah. or a hug or things like that. Yeah. It's a blessing for them to give it as well right. as us to receive. Yeah. And so when I, when I think of that guy the other day, I thought, that is uprightness of heart. Right? He, he exuberated that. To get no benefit, I don't even know his name. Right? No benefit to himself. And... I thought, you know, that's the kind of people we want to be. You tried. Well, I'll pay it forward. I'm looking for. I'm. I'm over at like the next store. Look, Isn't waiting. That right. That right? You want. Yeah, I'm waiting for somebody. No one's coming. I'm like, okay, I'll get them at the next one. I guess you know. <laughs> but it's true, actually. When when Richard and I were first um, together, we were at a Denny's in the Valley, and. We didn't go to places like Denny's. We had no money. Not like these kids now. Um, <laughs> right? Um, but we were scraping together a change. We had gone on a date to Denny's, and somebody paid for it. And they just said, they, the, that guy took care of it, and he said, just pay it forward. Richard and I couldn't afford to pay it forward for years. But when we were at Denny's one day, 
there was a couple that were like our age at that time and we were able to pay it forward. And it is awesome to be able to do that, right? And we said the same thing, just someday pay it forward, you know? Um, So I love that. I love that it's kind of like that season that we start doing those kinds of things, you know, and thinking of it in a season where otherwise people start getting grumpy in the, you know, grocery stores and and whatnot. So maybe it's a good reminder for us at this time, you know, just to have that goodness for... Nice. There you go. That's nice. But to be able to do, and like Virginia said, to say, you know, may the Lord bless you. Have a good day. You know? I know that guy. I should have just asked him. But it's like, I know the Lord was in him. It just, the guy just, it beamed from him. You know? Let your light shine before men that all may glorify the Lord, right? Um, I actually wrote that verse down. That's incredible. And she, I surprised her. I said, Miss Everhart. <laughs> and she goes, yes. <laughs> and I said, I'm Janie Doot. That was my name. And she goes, I said, I'm Janie Doot. And she goes, oh, my gosh. And I said, I pray. And women back where I'm from now, been praying for an opportunity for me to see you. Oh, it's so and cool. I didn't know anything about you or whatever. And I said, 
thank you. And we had, she hugged me like three times oh. during that time. And I thought, what if I would have never listened? Mm -hmm. You know, I have no clue if she knew the Lord or not. Mm -hmm. But I wanted her to know how positively she impacted my mm -hmm. life. Because nobody wanted her in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. She was Miss Ever Fart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was the only one that was in her class. Oh. All the others got the better teachers. Oh. So, I remember praying for that. Mm -hmm. knowing, and the grade, and so that was a conviction. That reminds me of that Christian song that talks about a guy that's in heaven and Thank sees you. his, his um, Sunday school teacher. Thank you. Yes. I cry every time oh. I hear that song. When, when Jane was sharing that, um, Mr. Kevin mentioned that exact song. <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Rainbow? It's like thank you. It's rainbow. Oh. Matthew 5, 16 says that verse. In the same way, let your light shine before men that they may see your good do deeds and praise your Father in heaven. <clears throat> And unless you have something to add, I'm thinking that's where we'll probably end. <laughs>